0: Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. Well, welcome back everybody to She's a DPM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Oxman. And today is um, our first new segment of She's a Future DPM, where we're highlighting uh, current podiatric medicine and surgical students. Um, and getting a little bit of their own unique experiences and insights as well. So today on the podcast, we have Savannah Santiago. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that we've gotten to kind of get to know each other over first, like social media and with the podcast and you're reaching out. So I'm um, happy to have you on today and kind of, it's been a while since I've been a student. So I don't. My uh, probably insights are a little maybe outdated. No, <laughs> so it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be great to hear from you as well. Um, before we get started, why don't
1: you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. So my name is Savannah Santiago. I'm currently a third year podiatric medical student uh, and surgical student at Western University of Health Sciences in Pomona, California. So I was originally born and raised in sunny San Diego, and I absolutely loved being in California, but I uh, I left to go to school at the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs, uh, where I actually had the opportunity to run cross country and track. And so that's a little bit where my passion for podiatry comes in. I mean, I think I always had a seed of interest in medicine because my mom is an emergency room nurse, as well as she's director of an ED of a hospital that I doubt she'll let me name Um, and she has just taught me so much about being an incredible and passionate and powerful woman in medicine so she really from a young age demonstrated that for me Um, and then I went to the University of Colorado I was pre-med I double majored in biochemistry and Spanish Um, speaking Spanish makes my heart smile and grow two sizes I um, am half Mexican and so I think every time I get to speak to a patient in the language they best prefer, which um, when it is Spanish, I think it makes my family happy, it makes me happy. And it just really like, brings out my passion for medicine. Um, So but back at uh, UCCS, I ran cross country and track. um, And I, I actually broke my foot. So I had a full fracture, my fourth and fifth metatarsal um fourth fifth and then I had a stress fracture of my third um and I was put in a cast and the team doctor did all of these different things and it just wasn't healing I ended up with a non-union and uh, after six months of being casted they decided that they were going to do surgery um both my team doctor and an orthopedic surgeon and so uh I actually was getting ready for surgery, was watching videos online and I discovered podiatry and I asked for another uh, opinion, which was probably like my fifth opinion. Um, And I went and saw the podiatrist and she looked at me as a whole human being. And I had shadowed an orthopedic surgeon, physical therapist, family medicine, pediatric, done it all. And I was really looking for what I wanted in medicine. And after shadowing her and getting seen by her, I just felt so heard. I felt like she looked at me as a whole person and then figured out the problem that I was having in my foot. Um, And they were actually planning on fusing my third, fourth and fifth metatarsals, which now is crazy that I know anything about medicine because I was 20 years old and was running 60 miles a week, but um, I ended up not getting the surgery and I was able to get my foot better, uh, via work with this podiatrist and lots of physical therapy. So I am forever grateful to her. I shadowed her, um, for a couple of years and she wrote me one of my letters of rec for podiatry school.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that is a great experience and a great intro into podiatry. I was going to ask, when's the first time, like, when did you first
1: discover podiatry? Was it during that time with with, with- Uh, My actual first discovery of podiatry was my mom was at a medical conference and she called me and um, I'm also diabetic, um, which is something also near and dear to my heart, I am very grateful that I'm very well controlled and that I really know how to handle it at this point, which I don't think is an opportunity that everyone gets to have. And my mom called me and was like, Hey, I think you should look into podiatry. And she's like, you would get to do sports. You would get to do diabetes and it would be perfect for you. And I was like, mom, you don't know what I want to do. I need to figure it out. And it was probably a year and a half before I ended up seeing that podiatrist. And then it was like, once I saw her and I started shadowing her, it was like. The like sky opened up and the angels sang, and I like knew it was exactly what I wanted. (laughs) Everything aligned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then what, um, where are you
0: currently? I know you said you're at Western. Yes. Right? Yes. So what you, you shattered her, you knew that this was what you wanted to pursue. Um, did you go straight from like senior year of college into podiatric school or tell me a little bit about your, like the process of applying yeah. and interviewing.
1: So I had a really tough time. So my senior year of college Um, I double majored, so I was taking a ridiculous amount of credits, as well as I was a student-athlete. My life was crazy, and I was studying for the MCAT, and COVID happened. Um, And I was actually, my plan was I got accepted to go into the Peace Corps, and I was going to do two years in Costa Rica, where I was going to be studying infectious disease. Um, And I was going to be teaching Spanish at an elementary school, and I was so excited. Um, and my plan was to take the MCAT before I left. And then when I returned, applied to pediatric medical school. Um, and then COVID happened and the Peace Corps got canceled and I didn't know what to do anymore. And it was about a month before applications for podiatry school cha- er, closed. And I applied at quite literally the very end of the cycle. Do not recommend doing that. Please don't do it. <laughs> um, and I said like, you know, if this is, what I'm meant to do, then I want to at least try, and worst case, I just reapply, um, and so I applied at the very end of the cycle. I worked as a medical translator at a dental office for about two and a half months, and that was my summer break. I, by some miracle, got accepted to Western, which was my top choice, um, and was I finished, I graduated in May, I worked from May until August, and I started podiatry school in August, <laughs> so it was a quick turnaround, uh, the Peace Corps didn't work out, and I think it's probably the best thing that's ever happened, but I remember being all torn up at the time, um, and now I'm here at Western, and the process for application to podiatry school, if, ever, if nobody knows, um, so what it is, is like you do an original application, you have your CV ready, you have to have three letters of rec, at least one has to be from a podiatrist. And so I was so lucky that I was able to get three from podiatrists and I got a couple more from faculty members. Um, And then you write essays explaining why you wanna go into podiatry. I love my personal statement and I read it whenever studying gets tough because it just reminds me of exactly why I wanna be in this field. Um, And then if after that point, You might get asked to write some more essays depending on the school that you get accepted to for an interview uh you get interviewed and then acceptances roll out after that you made it
0: sound nice and neat like (laughs) easy i can't believe within two and a half months i had a total turnaround in your your that's a that's
1: a lot and i was uh, packed and ready to go to costa rica and within a week i had my application for podiatry school done Oh my gosh! Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you feel like the peace course in your future sometime? It wasn't the last couple years, but do you ever feel like that's something that you'll
1: maybe? I I want to do Doctors Without Borders, or I want to do something where I'm getting to speak Spanish and I'm getting to apply the knowledge that I have been blessed to learn to others, and I get to help teach. I'm not totally sure how that works out. My absolute dream would be that i have a mobile diabetic foot care unit and i get to drive it around and i get to go to these underserved communities and i need to do diabetic education and the thing about diabetes is it's one of those diseases that if it's controlled you really don't have as many issues as when it's uncontrolled Um, and just being able to go to these communities and help prevent amputations and give the wound care that they need and with a mobile unit, when they're not able to get access to care during the week because they're working or they can't get there, um, just really getting to help that population. And so, it's not exactly the Peace Corps, but that would be the absolute ultimate dream. But I need to finish my schooling and go through residency and make money first to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great dream, and I, you're energy and just like right now, no, one's going to see your face, but like, you're just gle- like gleaming and smiling. And you can just tell that you're very passionate about this profession and ha- like here for the right reasons and wanting to help oh, people and using your own, your own, um, your own skills and personality. You're going to, you're going to do great. <laughs> you're so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, within two and a half months started Western. So what made you every, there are, Nine schools now one on the way, right? With Texas. So 10, um, so 10 schools in the United States. And how
1: did you decide Western? Like what
0: made it stand out? We're going to kind of highlight Western here.
1: It was a really tough decision. Um, at the end of the day, like podiatry is really blessed to have some incredible schools. And I was very lucky to have some great options Um, My favorite thing about Western uh, I love bragging about Western is our emphasis on humanism. So the idea that we are treating our patients as human beings first. And that really resonated with me. I also absolutely adored our joint curriculum with the DOs. Um, It definitely makes things harder Uh, for sure. I feel like um, when I was sitting in class learning how to read EKGs and brain scans and all of that, I was like, I don't know. I just want to work with the foot. Um, But at the end of the day, like the thing that really drew me to podiatry was that original podiatrist I saw looked at me as a whole human being. And because of my education and my background of also doing all of my classes with the DOs, it gives me the chance to understand the entire body and then the manifestation of pathology in the foot. And I just love that. And I love that it makes me well-rounded. And then on top of that, our faculty are just incredible I mean they genuinely care about me as a human being I mean I was just replying to emails with a professor this morning because I told him I was interested in a research project and he got me all the resources I needed to get started and I have a great faculty mentor who genuinely cares about me and meets with me at least once a month to tell me to calm down and that everything's (laughs) going to be okay so I think Western itself as a school I'm really set up academically Professionally, I have some incredible faculty members that I get to look, I get to work with, and as well as the DOs being able to see, like, hey, like, podiatrists know their stuff. Like, they know their stuff, and they work really hard. They studied with us throughout our preclinicals, um, as well as with Western. We take the NBME, so that is the precursor exam to Step One, as well as our APMLE. So that's to help get parity for podiatrists to be paid the same as their DO and MD counterparts to show that our knowledge is just as high as theirs. We might be focused on the foot and ankle, but we know the entire body. So that is just such a magical thing to be a part of.
0: Yes, and you said that, um, explain for maybe those people that don't, uh, when you're saying like that you're in classes with
1: DOs, like how long, what does that look like? So I, I quite literally take every single, so every class that the DOs take with the exception of their osteopathic manipulation, um, which if I wanted to attend, I have the option to. I take all of the same classes as them. I'm sitting in the same classroom. I'm watching the same Zoom, uh, Zoom lectures if they're online. And we take the same exact exam. So our DO curriculum is called Foundations of Medicine. And then on top of that, I have my podiatry classes and the DO students don't have the podiatry classes. Um, so it, it was a challenging balance, um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I was just telling you, I was I'm on my orthopedic rotation and they were blown away at my knowledge of microbiology and antibiotics and double checked with me that I was a podiatry student because they didn't expect me to have that level of knowledge. So it really paid off in the end.
0: And it does. And it just shows that there is a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. And just because your foot and ankle, uh, everything's connected. There's many times where I have evaluated a patient that for even say like heel pain Mm -hmm. and heel pain is actually not the the underlying etiology is not coming from the foot or ankle and being able to look at the whole human right which sounds yeah. like western does a great job doing um being able to then refer them to the correct uh specialist like you just because your foot and ankle that doesn't mean that you're that's limiting it's right you still have to evaluate the whole whole patient. Yeah, so. absolutely yeah uh, that's great and uh sounds like western is a perfect fit for you and that you have that, um, great network that's helping, helping you become the best future yes, DPM. No,
1: it's incredible. 10 out of 10 recommend.
0: <laughs> How many students does Western take a year?
1: Um, so it depends in my class, we have 38 right now. Um, so it ebbs and flows, um, depending on, I mean, stuff happens in medical school and people have to take a leap of absence or different things like that. Um, so it's usually somewhere between like 35 to 50. Um, I have 38 in my class right now and so it is a smaller class but the DO class is around 200 and so you get close within your cohort and you still have the opportunity of I study with some of my DO classmates I think they're incredible I do rotations with my DO classmates as well Um, so it's not like it's just podiatry all day and you're stuck in I mean, podiatry is a tiny community, but you have opportunities to expand. I'm part of DO clubs as well as DPM clubs. So it's a really great networking opportunity. And we have tons of other professional camp or professions like vet and pharmacy and PA and nursing on campus as well. That is great. That Mm -hmm. is wonderful.
0: Take us through a quote unquote normal day in the life of a
1: a third year podiatry student. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to scare anyone. (laughs) Um, I am on my orthopedic surgery rotation right now. So it is a little bit more involved than some other rotations. The expectations are just high and I love it and I'm doing my very best to meet them. So currently I wake up around 4.15 and if I want to be at the hospital on time for me to get to round or to pre-round, Uh, I have to leave my house by 4.30. Once I get to the hospital, I get a bucket that I fill with supplies and I make sure that bucket is well stocked. I check on all of the patients, I check their labs. um, I prep for my patient presentations. And then I go to case conference with the interns where we go over all of our surgical cases as well as our inpatients for that day. Um, Then we get to decide what each student is assigned for. So it's not just me as the only student, there's one other podiatry student and then there are 4 subis, so fourth year medical students. Um, they are DOs and MDs. Um, and so I have my option of each day, and I usually get to pick of whether I'm gonna be in surgery all day, if I'm gonna be in clinic, or if I'm gonna be on the floor. So that means I'm doing consult calls and checking on our inpatients. And so I try, if there's a foot and ankle surgery, the other students are really great if they usually let me take precedent Uh, If it's a foot and ankle surgery, they'll let me pop into surgery and then I can go back to clinic, I can go back to the floor. Um, Or sometimes we'll have like a lower extremity day in the the OR and I'll just spend the entire day in surgery, which is awesome. Um, And we're all pretty great about taking turns. And I think um, they have been very respectful of like, yeah, like I don't need to see a list frank, like you can see the list frank and then I get really excited about it. Um, So once we've decided that, then I go off to clinic. So like, for example, I was in clinic yesterday, and I was there. It started at about eight o'clock in the morning, and then it ended at around four o'clock. So I'm allowed to see patients by myself. They had me like shadow for my first couple days, and then they decided that even though I'm a third year, I can be allowed to see patients <laughs> and I'll see patients. I will present to my resident. The resident will either come back into the room with me or they'll say like, okay, what do you think it is? If I say what I think it is, they look at the imaging. Uh, they might come into the room, double check some of my work. We diagnose the patient. I write the note. I send it to my resident. And at the end of the day, we go over my notes to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Um, and I typically leave Around five or six pm, depending on the day, if I'm in the OR or if there's an add-on case, I might stay a little bit longer, and then I come home. I do some research and I like to do research on the surgeries that I know are scheduled for the next day. I read articles and I do homework from if I got pimped, so like if I got asked a question in surgery or about a patient and I got it wrong, I make sure I look everything up and then email me answers to my resident. So they're ready for the next day. <laughs> and then I do it all over again, and have a great time. <laughs>
0: that you are on a busy, that's a very busy <laughs> yeah. rotation and you're right. Like they change and there's different expectations, but yeah, each one, does. but that's very similar to, I feel like, um, or like residency as well. Yes. So it's good preparation. And then how are you, um, are you able to still kind of incorporate like some self care or like off time? Um, and like, what do you like to do for that?
1: Yeah, I think Uh, This weekend was a really good example of like I worked really hard Monday through Friday and then I worked a little bit um, yesterday afternoon. It was Saturday. Um, But like on Saturday morning, I ran a 10K in the morning and I got to see some of my friends and we went and got brunch and it was a really good time. Um, I think for me, like one of the biggest things is when I come home, I like to make sure if it's not dark outside, if it is, then I have to go to the gym. Um, I get a 30 minute run in and like I just take that time to process through everything from that day and like just kind of mentally reset before I get back to studying. And I also have a rule that I want to talk to someone, somebody that I love every single day. So whether that's calling my parents or calling my best friend from college or my little brother or family member, I make sure that I make time to check in on everyone and I like kind of schedule it out um because i don't want to finish medical school and say the only thing that i did was study really hard and get to where i want to be but there's nobody around me anymore um so making sure i make time for that as well as my medical school classmates i absolutely love we make time to have dinner together once a month um so i really love doing that as well
0: that is great and gosh you already have such great (laughs) uh tips and like little wisdom so that is it's thank you (laughs) it can be very hard once you're in school and residency because you're kind of like eat, breathe, live yeah, <laughs> um, medicine. And it is so important, even when you don't think you have the time, like that's mm-hmm. when you most need it, right? Yeah. Like you have to step out, be able to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and have people around you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Especially outside of, <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Many, all of my <laughs> friends listening probably now in podiatry school are like, Stephanie, you always will talk about, but <laughs> yeah. And I'll, and I'll be like, yeah, I have to stop. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so now you're third year I and am. then comparing what, you know, and you know, I know you're still on the journey. It's still on the journey, still fairly new, but compared to pre-med to now, yeah, what, how has your opinion changed or Has any like expectations changed Yeah, since you first discovered podiatry?
1: I I think one of those things of when I was pre-med, it always felt really unattainable that I was ever going to actually get into medical school. And like, that's so funny to say now, as I'm quite literally a third year medical student is it always felt like it was something that I said I wanted to do and that I was working so hard to do but I just never really saw it playing out. And it breaks my heart to know that I had that lack of confidence in myself. And it's like kind of the same thing of like when you're in your first year, you think about taking your boards at the end of your second year and you're like, I can't do it, it's so scary, it's so daunting. And now that I'm in my third year, I was like, yeah, I took boards. Like it was a crummy time of my life. Like I had to study a lot, but it's over and it's done. And like, I'm ready for for part two, like let's go um and so I think like having the confidence of myself like I have a little sticky note on my mirror that I put on before boards like I'm smart and I am capable and I set myself up every day to be my very best self and like just remembering like that is completely true and like if I have a goal like I'm the kind of person that goes for it um and recognizing that my hard work isn't just me working hard like there is a purpose for all of it and like really like embracing that i do think like as i've gone through if you can believe it my passion for podiatry has just grown even more um and it just makes me so excited and grateful for this beautiful field that i get to be a part of and remembering that like i have fun like i enjoy being in clinic and being in the hospital is fun i know Someone thought I looked crazy because I left clinic the other day with the biggest smile on my face. And like, were you in the OR today? And I was like, no, I was in clinic checking post-ops and I got to speak so much Spanish and it was such a great day. And like, I just had such wonderful patients who just really appreciated the time I spent with them. And like at the same time, learning how to take care of myself. I mean, I'm diabetic and I have certain needs that I just can't ignore. And it doesn't mean that I'm gonna be a bad surgeon because I have to take snack breaks. It is in fact normal to have to eat food and drink water and get sleep Um, and that i can push myself really hard because i'm driven and i'm determined but at some point like there is a breaking point and i have to recognize when i'm starting to get close to that and i think this is probably the biggest thing from pre-med to now is i don't know everything and i'm not going to know everything and i hate that i just want to sit there and study until i know every single thing and it sticks in my brain for forever but I have the willingness that i'm willing to look things up i'm willing to admit that i don't know something i'm willing to try for an answer even when i don't think i know it and i'm not embarrassed that i don't know it i am willing to learn and i'm willing to try and that that is an even better trait than just knowing everything because if i knew everything i wouldn't still be a student um, and shocker or yeah. <laughs> nobody knows everything no and they the people don't That think
0: they know everything even attendings that we don't know everything yeah yeah So, so that's the right attitude it's <laughs> yeah and that's how you continue to grow and right. stimulate yourself for years to come and like um, self teach as well like when mm-hmm. once you're out of everything yeah and then I know we kind of touched on this before like with you being diabetic mm-hmm. like that's and learning that yes like I I need to be able to take care of myself. And that doesn't, doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to accomplish everything actually going to help you relate to more of your patients. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I am so lucky to get to have that special kind of bond with patients, um, but also recognizing my situation is different than theirs very often. Um, And Recognizing that it's not a weakness, that I have to eat snacks. I I think it's so funny that I was ever hard on myself about that of I need to skip breakfast and I need to skip lunch and I just have to work through all of it. No, I, I have to eat or like I will quite literally be on the floor passed out. So it's best that I'm just prepared and have snacks ready to go. <laughs> yes,
0: and hopefully um, systems and programs can uh, be more attuned to yep. resonance needs as well and um hopefully that continues to change as well. Do you have any advice for pre-med students who may be interested in pursuing a career in podiatry?
1: Yes. Um I think the biggest thing is believe in yourself and it is not absolutely impossible to get into medical school. You do not have to be the best student in the entire world with with a 4.0 and president of all of the clubs and everything and I mean, I had a lot of shadowing hours, but I don't think you need as many as I had. Um, What you need to do is you need to figure out what lights your soul on fire and what makes you excited. And make sure you highlight that and you promote it to the school that you want to go to or to the program you want to be in and find what makes you happy and then go for it. It's not about your GPA. And if the only thing that that school cares about is your GPA, find somewhere where they care about you as a person and they want to help you grow because that's what's going to make you a good physician at the end of the day. And then on top of that, like just know your why. I know for me, like I have a big sticky note that's right next to my She's a DPM sticker and it says I get to be a medical student today. Like when things are really hard and I don't want to study, I like to make a list of reasons why I should keep studying, which is one of my favorite things to do. And so um i'll make a list of reasons why i should keep going and why i get to be a medical student and how lucky i am for this opportunity i mean you don't have to feel that way all the time but when you need to find that extra gear it's just a really great place to be and like i said i like to reread my personal statement and be like no this is why i'm here and i'm gonna make a difference in so many people's lives and i'm so excited about that like why wouldn't i want to study right now like yeah i'm tired but like, think about the one patient that this can make a little bit of a difference in. And like, that's just worth it to me on top you, of taking care of yourself.
0: <laughs> yes. You like, um, words of affirmation. Like, I, do. That's a, <laughs> I do too. And you're right. Like you're not going to feel great every day. And there are going to be some horrible days, weeks, yeah. months, but, um, it sounds like the way that you handle that is with, uh affirmation and remembering your your why and that's beautiful
1: yeah, thank you
0: you just kind of you just went through um external applications for mm-hmm. your fourth year
1: yes what's, I
0: did. The, what's the biggest tip you have for any younger students Yeah, um,
1: one of the things i did is so what i started is i went through like the entire basically booklet and I just looked at programs that I knew anything about and I put them in an Excel. And then I looked and I talked to faculty members and asked about programs that they think might be a good fit for me knowing my personality. And I put those in an Excel and I had a list of about 35. Um, And I went through the application, put the director's name, put like if they had a certain focus, put where they were located, all of that. Um, And then I went through and I, I kid you not, I emailed every single one. And asked if I could talk to a resident so I could figure out if it felt like this place was a good fit for me. I narrowed that list down to about 14 programs and I attended academics for any of the programs that had that option. And then I was really able to see, like, is this a place where I could see myself? Like, I had like a whole list of questions that I asked every resident when I talked to them on the phone Um, and I kept track of all of it in like a notebook and I like, I color coded it, it was way too much. Um, And then when I applied for externships, I was able to look at it and I tried to have my top programs. I mean, I can't actually have a top right now. I haven't visited any of these places. I've just spoken to some really lovely and patient residents. I tried to do my top programs more in like August, September and uh, October. So that way it's like when I'm really at my peak knowledge, but I'm not totally burnt out yet. Um, And I mean, some programs accepted me those months, some didn't, and I was able to get a really great list of some phenomenal programs that I'm very excited to get to visit and have the opportunity to learn from. And that's great, and c- congratulations
0: on thank you on uh, moving through that milestone, the milestone, and then yeah,
1: no, or uh, here's <laughs> an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. I also had my first opportunity to deal with some really tough projection and get to realize like okay like i can still interview at programs i can still visit um just because i didn't get an externship at a program it doesn't mean i'm a bad student and so like recognizing that someone's saying no to me like there are tons of different factors that play into that the month the other students that apply and it doesn't mean that i'm innately bad i have a whole list of programs i get to visit so it's still a great opportunity. Yes.
0: And I, uh, I feel like a lot of people listening have probably a very similar experience. Yeah. I know I did. My husband's was in the same year as me as well. Mm-hmm. We both decided to go to whatever externs, um, ships that we felt best suited. Right. Each other. Like we didn't, uh, we chose not to just go to all the same ones. And mm-hmm. one of the programs that I, Oh my gosh. I thought I was like, I was like, this is the one for me, like on paper, you really don't know. And the mm-hmm. one opposite the uh, one that he was really interested in. I, I didn't get uh, my month and he didn't get his month. So mm-hmm. he ended up not going to his top one. And I are one of his top ones. And I vice versa. And it ended up that I ended up at my residency, I ended up like what he thought was going to be one of his top choices, and mm-hmm. he ended up at the Oregon program, which was one of my top choices. Oh. I did my exchange, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, and then I just got to meet everyone there, and it was one like and vice versa, and it was wonderful. But it's such a small yeah. field, so you can still make connections mm-hmm. um, now and then outside of this that you're able to to kind of grow on and get to know people and it's not limiting or don't like think of it as a failure it's just yeah a a different avenue is coming so it's it's great a
1: lot of not comparing yourself to others like I know I've heard some of my classmates say this as well as I've had the feelings of like if this program didn't want me why did they want xyz person and that's not it it nobody is in the same situation everybody has different wonderful things about them and if a program sees something wonderful in someone else like i want to celebrate that and like giving a big hug and being like congratulations i'm so happy for you because everybody's out here working hard and like yes we're competing with each other but at the end of the day like they're are plenty of residency residency spots and if someone is a better fit for me then I want them to go where they're a better fit and I'm going to end up where I'm going to be the best fit and like recognizing that it's it's not a competition of I need to be better than you it's a competition of we're all finding where we're best suited.
0: That's a great attitude. And so so true. Uh comparison kills. Yeah. That was my computer background during mm-hmm. school because it's so easy to get caught up in yeah. exactly what you were just saying. So comparison kills <laughs> um we're gonna move into our final thoughts and questions
1: yes. so what is something outside of podiatry school that you are currently learning? Yeah so I um have been working on running being a fun thing that I do that is not stressful and competitive um and just having fun with it and being kind to myself and recognizing that I'm no longer a college runner and I'm just out here trying to be in shape and that's been a fun transition um as well as I'm a really big sucker for a good self-help book um which I'm sure you can tell from the way that I speak um and so I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, especially commuting to the hospital and I've been doing a really big deep dive on positive psychology and I really really love it and just the impact that it can have on your overall attitude
0: what uh tell us like what's your favorite book? Currently. I know I'm the same. I like will Mm -hmm. continue to read them and then be like, okay, well I need to start
1: implementing them, but
0: what's your favorite book? And then what's a favorite podcast that you listen to?
1: Okay. Well, my favorite podcast has to be your podcast. You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, it is. I promise. I I I want all of the listeners to know the amount of emails I've sent you saying how grateful I am for your podcast and what it brings to the field and how much I love uh-huh. what you do. Well, um, thank you. What's it? What's your second favorite? My second podcast? favorite. Um, oh, that's tough. I really like a podcast called The Health Code, um, and it's an Australian influencer, and she just talks about her life. Um, balancing being a mom and like working out and all of this and she's just really funny and like talks about different recipes which like when I'm driving home from the hospital after a long day is sometimes a good break. Um, my favorite book is How Bad Do You Want It by Matt Fitzgerald um, and it's actually like an inspirational sports story kind of book where he talks about athletes who don't seem like they can get back to where they're at. And they just defy the odds and just like through pure grit and willpower, make it back to where they were. And so it's a really great read of like when I'm like, I don't think I can do another long day in the hospital. I like listen to it and I'm like, of course I can. like this person who had this schwannoma on this nerve was able to get back to running. And like, I can absolutely do a full day in the hospital. Like today's gonna be great um as well as a book called the outliers which is positive psychology
0: (laughs) i'm gonna have to check both of those out and the podcast and i will um put the links to those in the show notes as well what is a tip you wish you could tell your younger self about uh pursuing a career in podiatry or going to school yeah
1: i i think i i've touched on a lot of these Um, I guess tips and tricks frequently but um, being confident and knowing that you've worked hard and that you belong there um, because I think imposter syndrome is super real and I definitely have days where I'm like I don't know how I got here and I applied last minute and now I'm here and I feel like I don't know anything you work hard and like you wouldn't be in podiatry school if you didn't earn your spot there and like remembering that at the end of the day of like I was chosen to be here I deserve to be here and I'm working hard to make the career that I want, and my patients are going to see that, um, as well as remembering to take breaks when you need them. I think when I was in college and I was pre-med, I like, think back to it, and I didn't have nearly as much fun as I could have had, because I was just thinking about getting good grades so I could get into school, um, and remembering that you can't pour from an empty cup. And so like sometimes it's more beneficial to sh- shut your laptop and go take a break than it is to keep grinding even if you think you can keep going Um, and that you are going to meet so many wonderful people who just bring out the absolute best in you and to hold on to those people because they see the things you love the most about yourself and those are the types of types of people you want to surround yourself with not people who don't care about you or who feel like they're competing with you and are unkind because i think with medicine Unfortunately, it can be a little bit toxic like that. And just to remember that, like you have really great people who really care about you in your life, um, and to hold on to that.
0: Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. You're. That was. Um. Those are great tips for anybody listening as well. And once again, just a great attitude. And thank uh, you. I'm so happy that we got to talk. And I want to thank you for sharing your experiences and good luck with everything. I know we're going to talk. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anybody's listening or there's anybody listening that's interested in, um,
1: kind of pursuing a career in podiatry, like where do you care if they reach out to you? Yeah. Or... Um, they can absolutely reach out to me. I'm a student liaison for my school as well. And I've been on a couple of different career panels. So, um, if you do instagram it's at sav loves to run um, all spelled out super nerdy but i can't change it at this point um, and then my email is savannah s-a-v-a-n-n-a-h period santiago s-a-n-t-i-a-g-o at westernu.edu um, and i would love to talk to anyone about a field in podiatry uh, or any potential questions they have
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for thank being you. a guest. Yes, no,
1: it's I'm an excited honor. to see all the
0: things that you you do in the future. So. Thank you so much. Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below. And let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember stay uncomfortable, that's where we grow.